0: This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 25. We're going to talk today about sabotage. Ever been there? Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. That's why we're going to talk about it today. (laughs) In fact, I think I'm probably right in the middle of it, and that's especially why we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Hi, my name is Thomas Miller. Thanks for joining us. If you've made it to one of our other 24... Sure, appreciate you coming in for more. And if this is your first and you're going to work your way down the list of podcasts, which is how you, of course, find it in iTunes, I would encourage you even to go to the very bottom of the list and work your way up because there are several foundational concepts that you'll learn about what we're talking about here and about me and about my story in those earlier podcasts. We've been building on it. So if you've landed here on number 25, Well, I'd encourage you to maybe go back to number one, and then we'll see you back up here at the top of the list in a little while. All right, so let's talk about sabotage because, as I said, I think I'm almost probably in the middle of a sabotage situation myself, so this message has been on my heart for several weeks. And now is the time. And hopefully for you, there's also a correlation and a connection, and you can find a little something of your own story in here as well. Okay, let's think about sabotage. When we can look back and see different areas of our life where we have definitely sabotaged the situation, where do those show up for you? Here are several common areas. Probably the most common that I hear is relationships. You meet a great girl or a great guy and something goes wrong and usually with relationship sabotage it's when a within a fixed period of time you know as you talk about you i always sabotage within 90 days three months that's all i can just i can't date a guy more than three months you ever hear that or do you ever say that you know so our sabotage even has time frame parameters on it i can sabotage a relationship within 90 days watch me here's an internet website on how to do it right? You could become an internet marketer on sabotaging relationships. What about jobs? Have you ever had a great career opportunity and just did it in? You know, maybe it was something that wasn't a great fit for you and you needed to move on and you sabotaged it anyway. It's like you killed it. Or maybe it was the job of your dreams and this was something that you've always wanted all of your life and you finally got it. And then after a period of time, you didn't think you deserved it and so you subconsciously figured out a way to destroy it. And parallel to that almost would be the, the area of money and finances. Have you ever lost a lot of money? You know, you hear people all the time talk about making a lot of money and then losing a lot of money. And some people do this pattern over and over and over in their, in their career, in their working years. Maybe you inherited some money and didn't feel that you deserved it or didn't know what to do with it. It's the lottery winner's curse, right? You lose it as fast as you got it. Here's another area where sabotage can show up is in opportunity lost. Maybe a great opportunity crossed your path and you sabotaged it. I'll tell you one of mine in that area in just a couple of minutes. And finally, another big area where we sabotage is our health. We can do this through a lack of exercise. We can do this through poor eating habits. We can do it through putting toxic substances in our bodies, stress, Boy, I've been under this one a lot. Stress is a big health issue, and you know, we don't correlate that, but stress can really wear us down. I'm going through that a lot with my day job right now, and I know that it's affecting me, and I'm dealing with that because it's been triggering this subconscious sabotage program, and I know it, and that's why we're dealing with it together. But stress. Or too much alcohol or using food as a drug or if you are smoking, I would so encourage you not to. And even to the degree of what and where you eat. I have some friends, I have a close friend in my Toastmasters club who will not eat in a restaurant because of how unhealthy the food is. And she's a marathon runner and a triathlete and is a registered dietitian and takes very good care of her health and excludes herself from restaurants. And I've been buying organic for myself as often and whenever, wherever possible. So anyway, health is an area where we can even subconsciously sabotage ourselves, our very physical essence, this shell that we live in while we're on this journey here on planet Earth. We can subconsciously sabotage it by poor health. Okay, so those are some areas where sabotage might show up in your life. You might have some others that you – maybe that list triggered a couple of other places where sabotage runs a pattern for you. Now, sabotage is definitely, (laughs) definitely part of our subconscious mind because if you think about some sabotage examples in your own life – How many of them did you deliberately create? In other words, when did you get up in the morning and say, I am going to kill off this relationship this week? And you listed in your journal five different ways that you could sabotage it on Monday, three different things you could do on Tuesday, four different things you could do on Wednesday, and by noon on Thursday, with another couple of three thrown in before 10 a.m., boom, you're done, it's over. No, we don't do that. You don't set out to sabotage something. It just happens. And as you look back on it, you realize if, it, if you even think about it to unravel the ball of twine, you see that you do the same thing over and over every time you get in that sabotage mode. We're going to talk about that. So the sabotage is like the perfect illustration of Dr. Sean Sullivan's example of the bridge keeper. It's that troll on the bridge standing between you and that thing that you want to accomplish. Let's put a bridge from you to there, from where you are now to where you want to be over there. Let's say that you would like this to become a permanent Relationship, or this is a job where you would love to work for decades, not just a couple of years, whatever it is between you and that goal that you'd like to achieve and there 's a little troll standing on that bridge telling you every reason why you can 't get over there all of it based on your past experiences and the programming that stuck that clicked, that engaged that memory that your subconscious bridgekeeper self brings up. As an example of why you shouldn't be even pursuing this, much less thinking about that it could even be a goal for your life. In fact, if you want to give some life and personality to the bridgekeeper, let's just say that the bridgekeeper is happiest when the bridgekeeper has sabotaged something on your behalf. Thank you very much. Dusting his little hands or her little hands off and saying, well, I really accomplished my goal that time. Sabotage is the ultimate manifestation of and based on how we were programmed from all of our past experiences. Let me give you a couple of examples from my own life. I had mentioned one earlier where an opportunity came across my path and I sabotaged it. In the Back in the 80s, I had established myself in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the television production community. You know, now on our Macintosh computer, we have iMovie and we can edit digital movies on our laptop while we're riding into town on the train. But back in those days, most editing was done with videotape and you would have to have big videotape machines and studios and switchers and electronic controllers and all kinds of things just to edit a video. Well, digital video started to come out in the late 80s and early 90s, and I was one of the first people in Dallas-Fort Worth to adopt that in my business. I got it. I could see where this was headed, and I became one of the first. It was called Avid, the Avid edit system, and I was one of the first Avid owners in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Well, there was a guy who was building an advertising business, and he he had built it up to a certain level and was wanting to take it further. And he wanted to incorporate digital editing as part of the ad agency's basket of services. And we started talking, and we started working together on several projects, and it seemed like there was good chemistry between us. And he talked to his other partners, and they were willing to bring me in as a third partner in this advertising agency for the contribution that I would bring my equipment. The hardware that I had bought and paid for would be my ticket into the partnership, if you will. Well, I think he went on to do fairly well with the ad agency, but did it without me because I didn't become part of the partnership. There were several reasons, but mostly it was just my own stubbornness at the end of the day. I mean, really, I just there were some things I didn't want to give up. And so what I did was I gave up this great opportunity to be a part of this dynamic growing advertising agency in the Dallas Fort Worth market because I wanted too much for myself. That was one from the opportunity lost category. From the relationship category, I would have to point to my second marriage. That was the one that uh, I actually wanted to preserve. I didn't want that one to end. My first marriage was just a bad marriage all the way around, 15 years of just tolerating hell. Somebody asked me the other day if I believed in heaven and hell, and I said, well, I've been to hell. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, could imagine. I don't know. What have you got? What have you got in mind? I've been there. I even had a Christian counselor say that that first marriage of mine definitely needed to end. So when a Christian counselor tells you that you need to end a marriage, you know that you've got a bad marriage on your hands. But I turned around and married too quickly the second time, but did a lot better the second time, I've got to say. And then I sabotaged it. Didn't think I was good enough. Didn't think I deserved it. Thought I had to control it in order for it to work. And the worst of all, if you've heard my story from the previous podcast, you know I used the Bible as the tool, thou shalt not, dot, dot, dot. And all I can do now is just shake my head and say, oh my, oh my. So after a period of years, I managed to sabotage that relationship as well. And then in the backwash of dealing with this, was when I started to finally unravel that ball of twine. And then I could clearly see the pattern of when and how and what the stage was setting up for me when sabotage was just around the corner. Sabotage often comes from unsettled or unresolved conflict, mostly from our subconscious mind. When our subconscious and our conscious mind are in some kind of conflict, then sabotage is often not far away. The proof of this, as I mentioned earlier, is how often have you sabotaged something deliberately where you took action steps to list out exactly how and by when you were going to sabotage this. And by the way, you know, if you think about any area of your life that's important to you right now, if you did such a thing, if you actually listed out steps that were so negative and so destructive against whatever that was, the career, that job, that money, that health, whatever it was, do you know how fast you'd manifest that? Think about it. It wouldn't take any effort or time at all. You could go out and kill it off right now. But we generally don't do that. It's subconscious. We don't think about it consciously, and it takes time. Sabotage is fear-driven, It is the manifestation. It is the vehicle of manifestation of those deep fears that we're not good enough. We're not worthy. We don't deserve it. We shouldn't own this. We shouldn't have it. It's not right. Whatever it is, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm out of my league here. Whatever that little voice is for you, but that's the voice of sabotage. So let's talk about six different points that I have that I'd like to throw out as suggestions of what we might do with sabotage in our life. First step would be to observe, are you prone to it? Look back in your life and see if it's a pattern for you. You might look back at those areas that we talked about of relationships, jobs, career, money, opportunities, health, finances. You might say, check, check, triple check, quadruple check. I'm good. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast. Hop over and listen to Oprah or Joel Osteen. You obviously don't need this. And congratulations for the 9,999 of the others of us out there who deal with these kinds of struggles. We'll hang in there and we'll get our journal out and we'll start to observe our life. Is it an area that you are prone to? So go back and look for particular instances in your life where you sabotaged something. You know the outcome could have gone a certain way, but there were several things that you contributed over a period of time that was just pure sabotage. So if you can identify those, step one, let's go on to step two, and that is associate with those what the triggers are for you to get into the sabotage mode. This is that example of where you're teeing it up. And that's where I was telling you at the very beginning of the podcast that I am feeling myself being in that space right now of teeing it up. And that's why I wanted to stop and put the brakes on it and deal with this. So what is it that takes place? What are the triggers? What are the situations or circumstances or that feeling? It might just be a feeling that you have. Maybe it's an intense emotion. It could be a series of thoughts that you just can't shake. And you know that you wake up every day with that pattern going rolling over and over. And you just know whenever those thoughts show up, sabotage is not far away. I realized for myself that my sabotage almost had an aggression with it because I was raised in the environment of a dominant, aggressive mother and a passive father. So I was in this environment of passive aggressive, and that translated to me into this defense mechanism really of self-protection and control resulting in observing my mother's actions and how my father responded to them. So combine that with my own personality, and I became more aggressive in the sabotage. Your sabotage could be more passive. You could sabotage things by withdrawal and with and retreat. So I've learned when I get into that aggressive mode that I might be teeing up Sabotage. You know, teeing up the expression from golf where you stick the ball into the ground and you know what you're going to do next. You're going to step back and you're going to go through a series of gyrations and then whack, you're going to knock the ball. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. You tee it up and you step back and you whack it. Some things that I've learned to look for are when I'm starting to make other people wrong or when I feel like I need to dominate or control. Or another one for me is when I start to push people away, then I know that I'm in the process. Those are some triggers for me that I, oh, 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 oh wait, you're getting ready to create something negative here. So those are a couple of mine. The question is, what are yours? And this is a journaling exercise. These two steps are really, well, this whole thing really is a journaling process. But I would suggest you grab that Moleskine. You know, I was looking on their website of the, the journals that I like, M-O-L-E-S-K-I-N-E. How do you pronounce it? And they say on their website, they have a cute little video, and it's however you want to. So if you say moleskin, molaskin, Moleskine, any of those work. But the point is, grab your journal and start to figure this out. Work this out of where these things come from. So are you prone to it? If so, is there a category or a particular area where you're more prone? What are the triggers? And then here's step three. You have to do some massive reprogramming around this. You have to break and scramble the pattern. And this is where you have to reprogram your subconscious mind. And I would also say that because sabotage is the culmination of every other part of our programming, the fear, the negativity, the conflict, the emotion of past experiences, that when you identify sabotage as the issue, that you basically throw the kitchen sink at it. This is gloves off, full on, 100% commitment. You have to scramble these old patterns. And you're not going to do it by passive techniques. I don't want to discount any technique that you might use to reprogram yourself or to up your game or to take yourself mentally, emotionally to a higher level. I'm not going to discount any of them. But I'm just saying this is full on. You really have to go the extra mile. You have to pull out all the tools in the toolbox. And this is going to take a dedicated, concentrated effort. Now, I've never been a real big user or fan. I just never locked on, really, to NLP. I know it's helped a lot of people, and you might be an NLP practitioner. And if you are, maybe I need to take lessons from you because I've just never – it's never really – I don't want to say how – I've just never – it never clicked in the groove for me, I guess is the best way to put it. But there is an NLP technique that I think is really applicable here. And I've seen it used in other um, examples. Landmark uses it in a couple of their things. I've seen other seminar leaders use it. I think Tony Robbins has incorporated this in some of his work as well. But it's a really good scrambling technique. Now, it takes a partner. It takes somebody who will listen to you, And so what you do is you identify and state the trigger of what will send you into the sabotage mode, and then you're going to describe everything about that trigger in some really vivid language to this person who is listening to you talk about how you are going to trigger this sabotage. But you're not going to do it in a normal voice. You're going to do it in a scrambled voice. You're going to do it like holding your nose, pinching your nose off, and then you're going to do it like like you're an animated cartoon character, like you're Mickey Mouse or something, and you're going to explain how this is. So let me give you a little example. All right, let's use one for myself. So let me describe to you how I sabotaged that situation with that ad agency, okay? So I'm going to pinch off my nose. So I had to be in control. See, this has to be my way. This has to be the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to have it my way, and then I'm going to make sure that I'm in control of these guys. I'm not going to be anybody's partner. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do it my way. I have to have it. In fact, if I can't have it my way, then I'm just going to pick up my toys, and I'm going to go home. And I would even suggest, since there's a recording device everywhere now in your cell phone, that while this person is listening to you, that you would have them record a video of you doing this. Because by the time you get to the end of it, you're laughing at yourself. It's almost comical to listen to yourself go on and rant about how you're going to sabotage this situation. And it becomes a great descrambler of the pattern that you get into when you go into the sabotage mode. Now, here's the deal. You might need to either watch the video or do this exercise over and over and over until you really scramble the pattern. I wouldn't suggest that doing it one time is going to be your ultimate fix all solution. It might take several times of doing this over several days or maybe multiple times during the day. You, if you're at work and you're trying to sabotage something at the office, you might need to go in the restroom and just get in front of the mirror now, another way that you can kind of descramble a sabotage pattern is to do the opposite. And here we go back to the journal again. So think of the ways that you would sabotage the situation. Make a left side, right side column in your journal. List out your normal sabotage behavioral pattern on the left side. And write out the 180-degree opposite behavior. If you just completely turned from north to south and headed in the other direction, what would that look like? What actions would you need to take? What thoughts, what attitudes, what emotions? List out everything of what is completely the opposite of the sabotage mode. And, of course, a great third way would be to set specific intentions for that situation. So you know that you're on the sabotage path. You know you're headed in that direction. You could scramble the pattern, do your little nose pinch thing. I'm not going to do it this time. Watch yourself and do that until it really is funny, until you've scrambled the pattern. List out some opposite behaviors, and then on the positive side, list and set your intentions on specifically for that situation, what you want to accomplish. How is it going to turn out this time? And for me, what I've come to enjoy is then you sit down and have a conversation with the bridgekeeper. Okay, bridge keeper, I got it. You are taking all these experiences that we've lived together and you are bringing them in front of me now to avoid this particular situation. I've got it, and I appreciate where you're coming from. However, Bridgekeeper, here are my intentions for this situation, and I would like to get your agreement and your buy-in that we are going to just try it differently this time. And after we've done it differently this time, Bridgekeeper, I promise you we will sit back down and talk again, and let's go over it and see how it worked out this time. And if you will have that conversation with yourself and then do this little extra spin, give the bridgekeeper the chance to throw up the objections. So then the bridgekeeper will throw out something about getting hurt every time you make yourself vulnerable in a relationship. And let that objection come up and then address it with the bridge keeper. Yes, I understand. But I've been learning some new tools and techniques in my life, and I really just want to put them into play this time. I want to flex these muscles, and this relationship will give me a perfect venue or proving ground for me to work on this particular area of my life that if I sabotaged it now, I wouldn't get to enjoy that. I wouldn't get to work this out. So you acknowledge the bridge keeper's perspective, but you counter the counter, if you will. You come back with a counter offer, and then you get your subconscious mind to buy into that new perspective just to try it. Just try it. Just go there with me this one time, and I promise you will come back and we'll analyze it. And if you're right, then we'll just keep sabotaging stuff together in the future because we've gotten pretty good at it. Okay, you get the idea. This is all out, full out. You've got to really do everything in your – grab every tool in your toolbox to reprogram this. Step four, I really kind of included in step three, but you, it is really helpful if you can find an accountability partner to work with you on this. Somebody who knows you well enough, who can call you on your stuff, who can recognize your old patterns on your behalf – and somebody who you give permission to intervene. This should be a close friend, somebody who knows you well. It could be somebody that you have a long history with. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but you have to have that rapport. There has to be that dynamic of rapport between you of somebody who can be in that accountability position. It's that level of friendship. Invite them into the process. Tell them what you've learned. Tell them what you're trying to accomplish over what period of time, what the expectations are for them so they know what to do. You could even ask them to be the listener of your little close off your nose, do your cartoon voice exercise. So that way they know what triggers to look for as well. I mean, the serious side of that is that empowers them to look out for your crap. So an accountability partner is a great asset to help you reprogram this. Step five is don't mask it. Face this head on. You know, sometimes getting real with ourselves, just being vulnerable and honest and reducing the ego, the identity, the self, the pride, whatever you want to call it, but just calming yourself down enough to be able to look at this is half or more of the battle. So I would encourage you to look at where sabotage has showed up, Be open and honest about your triggers. Don't be embarrassed. We all have ours. I threw a couple of mine out there. I mean, we all do this. So just be real. Just get real with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and just go, Thomas, you sabotage stuff. Let's just deal with it. Let's deal with it right now. Just look yourself in the eye and say that to yourself. Be willing to change. And point number six please know that I will be right there with you on this one. And I'm kind of going through it right now myself. And so if you have a sabotage issue and you'd like to shoot me an email of encouragement or just share your story, send it to thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or from the website, go to the contact box and send me an email through there. Either way will work. All right. I hope this has been helpful. It will be helpful if you somehow, some way, might be in the middle of a sabotage situation and this helps turn it around. And I would love to hear your story. Thank you for sharing this time with me. This is the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. My name is Thomas Miller. Always enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.